The Arterburn Radio Transmission, weapons-grade truth, cutting-edge conservative radio right here on WWCR Worldwide Christian Radio, as well as Truth Frequency Radio and 930 AM, The Answer. Fridays, I have all the call signs converge for my program. So, by the way, uh, follow us on the podcast because I do add extra audio sometimes if I have an interview or if, uh, if I'm on another program. Uh, like the fantastic program with Billy Ray Valentine and America Unplugged. Sometimes that can go up there. Uh, other uh, interviews, uh, the David Knight interview and, and so on and so forth. Um, you can go to anywhere podcasts are found and find the Art of Burn Radio transmission and subscribe. It does help us out. You can also follow us at the website, arterburn.news. Uh, this is the Wise Wolf Gold and Silver.com studios. And I will uh, take a quick moment here uh, towards the end of the show uh, to plug Wise Wolf a little bit better and give you the uh, gold and silver uh, breakdown and what's going on in spot prices. But WiseWolfGoldAndSilver.com, your home uh, for buying and selling precious metals. If you want to deal directly with me, uh, you certainly can do that, and that's nationwide. So a couple of issues to go over this half. Uh, you know, we talked uh, uh, earlier about uh, the infection uh, of the virus of communism and Marxism and Trotskyism in our military. And that's uh, not just recently we find the wokeness that goes back to uh, the anniversary of the war in Iraq. And, of course, how that was cooked up, how that was dreamed up uh, project for a new American century. Uh, and uh, so many others that uh, had long dreamed uh, and planned and plotted to start that perpetual revolution. But uh, again, the consequences, the real-world consequences of culture when Marxism infects you uh, is showing today. But let's talk about, before we get to the border and some of the things going on with that, let's talk a little bit about this article that's up by Simon Black, uh, the sovereignman.com. Uh, I pulled this from Zero Hedge, but I like Simon Black. He's got a, a, a lot of great uh, insight and, uh, of course, always tells a story uh, when possible. I, I like this, uh, the opening of this article. Uh, more than 3,000 years ago in the early 12th century B.C., Greco-Roman legend tells us of a mythical pair of monsters located in the Strait of Messina in southern Italy. The monsters were named Scylla and Charbdis, and both Homer's Odyssey and Virgil's Aeneid describe the terror of sailors who came into contact with them. Scylla was one uh, on one side of the strait and Shardibus on the other. But because the strait is so narrow, it was impossible for sailors to avoid both of the monsters, essentially 
forcing the captain to choose between the lesser of two evils. In Homer's narrative, for example, Odysseus is advised that the whirlpools of Cherubus could sink his entire ship while Scala might only kill a handful of his sailors. So Odysseus chooses to sail past Scala. Better by far to lose six men and keep your ship than to lose your entire crew. The story is a myth, <laughs> but the idea of having to choose between two very, very terrible options is real. And so Simon goes on to talk about the choices that our Federal Reserve has uh, looking at um, the future when it comes to the economy and inflation. On one side of the strait is the inflation monster, which grows stronger and more menacing with every dollar the Fed conjures into existence. Last year, the Fed increased the supply of the U.S. dollar in the financial system by 26%, the single largest annual increase since 1943. The Fed has nearly doubled the size of its balance sheet in the last 12 months alone and nearly 10 times its balance sheet since the financial crisis of 2008. In simple term, the Fed prints money, albeit electronically, and sprinkles it around the financial system. Historically speaking, debasing the currency eventually causes inflation. There are famous episodes like Zimbabwe, Venezuela, the Weimar Republic, remember wheelbarrows full of cash? where the government's endless money printing caused hyperinflation. But Simon goes on to say there are also countless quieter examples of inflation, like in Brazil, where inflation is now over 5%. See, creeping up. You can talk about hyperinflation. You can say, well, we're not Zimbabwe, Tony, and we're not ever going to have uh, hyperinflation. There's never going to be wheelbarrows of cash. They're never going to be burning U.S. dollars. Okay, maybe not, but you slowly see the death of the buying power due to mathematics, okay? You can't escape math. Math doesn't care how woke you are or what you believe in or your politics or how good you are. It doesn't care. It is. It just exists. That's math. Yet the Federal Reserve ignores countless historic examples, recently claiming to Congress that relentless money printing will not cause inflation. <laughs> See, it is interesting, you know, they haven't, they've had inflation. And I can point to you where they clearly have a gaping example of what's happening with inflation. That's the gold and silver prices, even though they do their best to manipulate manipulate both of them and suppress them and keep them down. You still have to go back. We haven't had inflation. You know, we're really good at handling the money supply. You know, everything's fine. Nothing to see here. But then you go back and you look at 1913 and you see that, um, one dollar was an ounce or twenty dollars was an ounce of gold. One dollar was uh 0.735 ounces of silver. Well, what is that now in real dollars? Well, two thousand for for an ounce of gold, right? For real real world gold in your hand. Uh, that's because they've inflated the dollars. They've created them uh and they're backbiting since nineteen seventy one officially, just completely untethered from gold. 
So they reason that it won't come back. But uh, Simon goes on to talk about the other monster on the the side of the strait. Like the inflation monster, the market monster grows larger with every dollar the Fed creates. It feeds on cheap interest rates. They have to print them to feed the stock market monster. Look at the U.S. stock market prior to the pandemic. The Dow Jones Industrial Average reached a record high of just over 29,000 points. Today, the market is more than 10% higher. By the way, why is that? Why do we have a healthy stock market when we've just destroyed the backbone of this country when governors like Governor Abbott in Texas or um, (laughs) Cuomo, America's never going to be great Cuomo guy, uh, or Gavin, all these governors, right, are just demolishing with the help from the CDC, demolishing small business, demolishing restaurants, uh, keeping big box open, uh, all that production, all that supply chain, all that disrupted. But the stock market's doing great. It's like in Venezuela, right? They were literally eating zoo animals and (laughs) nobody has any food, but the stock market's doing fantastic. It's never been better. Um. Simon goes on to point out, and yet, right, with all these magic, everything's great. It's just record profits. Number one, corporate earnings are down. The average earnings per share in the S&P 500 is 30.47% lower than the prior to, to the scamdemic. He's put pandemic. Number two, corporate revenue is also down. Yet corporate debt is substantially higher. The U.S. economy, number three, as measured by GDP, is weaker. You don't think. (laughs) You just removed real businesses. By the way, multinational corporations and conglomerates that are propped up by the government and have military contracts and all these other things, these aren't real. That isn't entrepreneurship. That isn't even really business. That's corporatism. That's, That's totally different. At a certain level, you're not even in the market or in the range of being an entrepreneur. You are literally an establishment hack that uh, uses the government to uh, smash your competition. Number four, government debt is hilariously out of control and the new ruling party just announced they want to raise taxes. How about that? Do you think they're raising taxes to raise revenue or to make sure that they uh, do some mopping up? of who else would compete with their multinational overlord donors. Those same companies I just talked about. Lower profit, lower revenue, higher debt, higher taxes. None of these trends should be favorable for stocks, yet the market is up. With the average price earnings ratio in the S&P 500 now an incredible 40 times. The Fed knows that the strength of the stock market along with real estate and bond markets is based on cheap interest rates. They also know that if they raise rates, these markets could suffer a dramatic downturn and they can't raise rates. They can't because it would completely demolish everything that they've propped up this giant inflated fraud, which is the stock market and the U.S. economy. All the little (laughs) 
their little uh, workers, you know, all the people working for the New World Order, all the globalists, all rely on this feast of pumping dollars into the system. And, and by the way, devaluing all the savings you've ever saved in dollars, right? Especially older people who were taught to do that. You know, just demolish all, all their buying power. Who cares that they're on fixed income? We're the globalists. We need more stuff. We got to bomb some peasants and we got to keep the borders open. Who cares if they have COVID or anything? It's not real. We just need them in here. Replace the population. Don't you get it? We got to have this thing, though. We got to have this money printing press, this counterfeit machine. And that's what the founding fathers would have called it. Oh, they'd have called it criminal and worse. Yeah. There's a reason why your constitution doesn't uh, give Congress the ability to print money. It says coin, and it has to be in gold and silver. That's why from 1776 to 1933, $20 was an ounce of gold, give or take, right? I know there were some different coin styles, but I'm just... In a general sense, that's about what it was. And the ratio for silver was the same. So what have they done since then? Oh, well, they've built their criminal enterprise, propping up the stock market. I will agree that used to, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the stock market meant something. It was based off what people made and produced and, you know, what was good for GM is good for America and vice versa. You know, that's, that's not how any of this works anymore. It's complete graft and nonsense. And the biggest players are propped up by Big Daddy Central Bank. And that's why those companies do exactly as they're told. That's why the companies that you don't want any oversight in are fused with the government. Zombie corporations, if you will. You know why they're zombies? You can't. They can't be killed off. They're too big to fail, too big to die, too big to jail, too big to go anywhere. Not like us, right? We're expendable. Shut down, you know, shut down your business. And now uh, let the peasants, I like how a year later, let the peasants, let them open up um, at a certain level. And uh, hmm, uh, everything will be, now it's fine. Come back out wherever you are. Yeah, that's not how business works, and they know it. So that's the two, uh, the two monsters, which they're facing. Neither one is good, and it's a problem that they created, which is the interest, the monster that they made. And by the way, I think all of this, I, I think the entire setup here is to get to the bottom. Like they, it's a race to the bottom. Devaluate, devalue the current dollar system to get on a digital dollar or to piggyback onto a one world currency. That's what I think. I mean, there, you would think if our leaders were just stupid that every once in a while they'd err in our favor. But since they never really do anything in our favor and it keeps going down, 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 further, further down, I'm like, well, this is completely planned and on purpose and they must be having a lifeboat built some somehow. Well, that's the digital dollar. Uh, it's a new system. I mean, the the Federal Reserve won't survive the Great Reset. There's been much commentary on that. People have also noticed that. Like, how do you even have that? Well, it's because it's not supposed to, right? We're in that 
decade of uh, controlled demolitions, and <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. We're all, we're all building seven now. So Simon goes on to point out, uh, given the Fed's refusal to acknowledge the slightest chance of inflation, he says heresy, it makes sense to consider preparing for the possibility. They don't give it any credence. And they're going to continue to print because they got to prop up the market. He said, I would point out again that gold has a 5,000-year track record and performing well during times of inflation. Yeah, I've got a coin from the Roman Empire uh, that I bought, uh, This the Byzantine Roman Empire, about 450 AD. little tiny, tiny piece of gold. That gold is still worth something, right? Uh, but paper currencies throughout time are un- not backed by anything or debased metals are not worth anything. That gold has always been worth something. It says also among the few major assets uh, and classes that are not currently at a record high. Oh, no, they are not at a record high. Uh, they want you in this uh, casino. That's another reason why gold and silver are held where they are. Right. They're kept down. It's like, oh, and it's funny how people's perception. I was listening to E.B. Tucker talk about this on Robert Kiyosaki's show. Uh, and I, I always do this. Whenever I hear something, I never I try to always give attribution no matter, no matter how much like who, why were you listening to that? And why does that matter? Well, it, it's because looking at this uh, in that comment made me think of E.B. Tucker. And he said, you know, when a, if a price of a Lamborghini goes down, you don't say. Oh, well, when price went down, I don't want to buy any right now. Oh, you buy it, right? Or you're, or if you're in the market, you're not going to not buy something because uh, you want something and the price goes down. But that's how people think about gold. It's kind of funny. Unlike the stock market, which has reached an all-time high despite lower earnings and higher debt, gold is down 16% from its peak, even though inflation expectations are the highest they've been in years. So... This is an interesting take uh, because it's something that I talk about all the time. They have no good, the powers that be, the ruling elite folks, they have no good options here when it comes to our monetary system. But you do. No, you can't do anything about the monetary system or the fraud or the Luciferian bankster note people. But you can do something for yourself. And that and look, I, this isn't even about gold necessarily. It's about having a an understanding of the fraud inside, built inside of central banking, the devaluation that's going to go on, the fact that they have no choice, they can't raise rates, and they can't stop bailing out the stock market to keep it inflated. So you're going to have this loss of purchasing power. You're going to have inflation. So you can take advantage of knowing that by getting assets and getting off the merry-go-round and getting out of the controlled paper system. Now, maybe you can make money off of it, and that's fine. I'm, I, I don't know. How, I don't really follow that. It's too time-consuming for me uh, as far as stocks are concerned. Good luck. It's fine. But most people you know, are taught to save money, and I'm telling you, don't do that. I'm telling you, save something else. Save an asset. Save something with intrinsic value. Don't save the fiat currencies they are destined to fail 
They are destined to lose value in purchasing power. I'm not telling you have no cash. I'm not telling you not have a bank account, but it's good to have a little bit of silver, a little bit of gold, uh, something to back up your earnings and your work. That's why it's, uh, to me, an important job to tell people about this. All right. So why is Wolf Gold and Silver? Let's do this. Let's look at the spot price. I'll give you the spot price real quick. Gold is at 1745 Fiat dollars per troy ounce, 1745 Luciferian Bankster notes. Uh, silver's at $26.24 per troy ounce. Again, those are uh, nice that they put them up there in this way. I will tell you that there also is something else going on because your friendly, humble host who happens to run a gold and silver shop will tell you that the decoupling of spot, because these are based, the spot price is, is, is based largely off of paper funds and fractional reserves and bullion that's already been sold and moved and it's not real. Okay. There's a decoupling going on between spot price and physical price. And there's also an issue with supply. Now, if you call me at 888-667-1836, or if you go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com or wisewolf.gold, you can get in touch with me. I'll tell you how far we are out on certain products. Usually I've been getting Krugerrands in either gold or silver within two weeks. Uh, generic silver is still unknown. American Eagles are limited or unknown. Um, so if you know that, that the prices have been down by 16%, like in gold, but we're also reaching this uh, reckoning day for the dollar. Also, on top of that, supplies of actual real physical gold and silver are diminishing. Maybe you will take a short time to think about that and why you haven't gotten any gold and silver. By the way, uh, I don't mention it often enough, but gold and silver IRAs, 401k rollovers, we do all of that here at Wise Wolf. If you've got a an IRA tied to the stock market, I would highly recommend you turn that into something real. Uh, the issue with gold and silver is not that it's going to make you rich, but it's going to protect you uh, in the event of a downturn, which is imminent. All right. So I promised to talk about the border. It's one of the things that uh, looking back over the years and looking back over the last year, seeing what's happened to conservatism. Um, I always like to tell my audience it's one thing and why I wear this uh, bracelet every day to remind myself about why a nation needs a border, why it needs the rule of law, why it's absolutely necessary and biblical to have a nation state and that freedom cannot exist in a one world uh, totalitarian socialist government. Humanity cannot survive that. Uh, any sort of Christian uh, values cannot survive that. So nation states are important and sovereignty is very important as well. This bracelet is to uh, remind me about uh, a young man named Dominic Durden. I met his mother, Sabina Durden, 
uh, back in Washington, D.C., when I was at the Federation for Americans for Immigration Reform uh, conference, and I interviewed her. We had a, a great interview. It's up on Video. But she lost her son to an illegal alien, a criminal, who was supposed to have been deported. And this is a, a story, uh, sadly, uh, being told more and more every single year. It's uh, an unnecessary uh, loss of life. And, of course, uh, the people responsible are politicians, not just the people that cross the border illegally, but the failures and the complicit traitors who run this country and our policy who will not secure our southern border. So with that in mind, just know going forward, whatever whatever turns and twists we take, I will never, ever back off of my um, philosophical quest to have uh, a border. I'm not a borderless world kind of guy, never going to be. Uh, This article up on the New American, just another important uh, signpost on the road ahead, like the Twilight Zone. Uh, DHS chief admits releasing illegals before the China virus test, (laughs) where they were later found positive. Remember, I talked about this last week, and now that's confirmed, you know, they have um, people testing positive. Not that... uh, you know, as far as me and the PCR tests and testing positive, that's a whole other um, conversation. Uh, but this is one of those things that I thought was very, very uh, reflective of the current policy of this administration and, of course, the elites in general and um, what they admit to, which is <laughs> the question asked to uh, Mr. Mayorkas. Uh, Can you assure the American people that no one who has been apprehended or released into our communities uh, has tested positive? This is asked by a reporter. (laughs) And they said, there are times when individuals who are apprehended and we are sought to expel them. And unfortunately, we can't always expel them. And we are compelled to release them. And we do our best. (laughs) So they're doing their best, folks. Right. I'm sure they are. This has been the Arterburn Radio Transmission. I appreciate everybody who joined us. A uh, great weekend to all of you from myself and Beans the Brave and Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. End of transmission. Professional gold and silver store. Cash for gold, we pay more. Come and see the wolf today. Wise wolf gold and silver exchange.